Welcome to the Talking People and Technology podcast. This is Jared Cameron. I'm joined at ATC today by David Gazzarotto. Dave, how are we doing? Great, mate. Good to be here. Uh, I think we're um, living up to our reputation as the Hamish and Andy of HR technology. We are. We're, we're into our, our fifth podcast of the day, actually, and we're joined by Katie Finlinson from... I didn't get that one right, did I, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> I've practiced it it's beforehand. It's a very good try. <laughs> All right. Well, I almost got there. Uh, who works for IBM in the marketing department. So yes, I do. Tell us a bit about, um, you know, why you're here today. <laughs> Exactly. Why is someone from marketing mm. here at an HR well, conference? Yeah. I know, exactly. Um, so it all started last year. Um, I was looking after an area of marketing at the time, uh, the server division. Do you know what servers are? Um, yes, but my kids don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> look, servers are very, very important. They empower, they power a lot of organisations, their infrastructure. Mm. But it was a new area for me. I was actually taking over someone's role who'd, who'd moved roles and I was stepping mm. in to help and always happy to help. Uh, but I don't really know too much about mm. Servers. I've and, got a software never, background. Let's face it, we've you know, had careers in IT. Never the sexy end of the IT spectrum, let's face it. Let's put that out there. Don't let, don't let them hear you say that. That would no. be very upset. And I have to say, they were a great team. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of fun. Um, and one of the things we spoke about in planning sessions, and this is me, I'd just come on board and I didn't really know too much about servers, um, was they said, look, we're really happy to try anything new. Um, and uh, literally after this conversation, I'm, I'm giving away my presentation now, but I got a phone call from Fox Studios. Uh, and they asked for me... Um, directly, and it was me, um, to say that IBM was in a movie and it was um, a true story. It was called Hidden Figures uh, uh, and yes. it was all about three um, African-American women who worked at NASA um, and they were Gosh. human computers uh, and they worked on a big IBM computer. Yeah. So when she said that, I thought, that's got to be a mainframe. Yeah. So I asked her, I said, is it a mainframe? Um, and Kate from Fox Studios, it turned out, said... Yes, it turns out she didn't really know much about servers either. <laughs> but um, so it was a mainframe, and uh, so I got really excited. This is something really new. So uh, I took it back to the ser- to the server team, and we all went to the movies and, and saw the movie, and it was really inspiring. It was all about these three women that no one had heard about um, teaching themselves to code on a mainframe, and that's how wow. it all started. But then it grew out of that because we realised it wasn't just about mainframes. It was um, also the huge angle about... women in IT and women in diversity and how often um, women's achievements or have been in the past have been overlooked and this is a message that really resonated strongly um, mm-hmm. across the teams and what we found out was this is a this is a story that we wanted to be part of. Um, Fox Studios asked us to be part of the, stu- the story because we featured so heavily in the movie um, and we really wanted to take it out to both our internal um, IBMers who worked mm-hmm. at IBM, our clients but we all felt really strongly this was a message that um, women in technology, particularly those early in their STEM careers, Mm. needed to hear. And um, I brought together a team of marketing professionals. It was all very much volunteer or, you know, roping in everyone who was just Mm. walking past to to be part of the campaign. Um, And what we realised was to reach these um, students and to do a campaign for us that was quite different, we needed to involve HR. So we... um, we worked uh, across the HR team and got them involved, um, to firstly, to help us reach some of these university students and help them com- communicate to them. Um, and we also worked with our, um, I guess, our internal communications department, which is part of our HR team, to really you know, work on um, communicating out to IBMers and showcasing the movie, um, Women in STEM, um, and, and really uh, taking that positive message out. Mm. So w- and what's the value to IBM of, of spruiking this message? Well, I think there's a few things. So, firstly, um, the first thing is that uh, IBM... I don't know. Have you seen the movie? 
Uh, I haven't actually. Okay. I haven't seen a movie well, for going. ten years <laughs> apart from apart from the Wiggles. I think. Or, or, um, yes, Cars, Cars movie. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah, and my, it's a bit, well, my, it's a bit like Cars. My flight <laughs> over this morning from Christchurch. It was on the in flight, and I had to decide between grabbing a bit of sleep or watching it. And I wanted to watch it because yeah. my wife saw it a couple of days ago and she said oh my god this movie's amazing it really speaks to me and you're talking to someone in your podcast about that movie this week wow and so I was like oh I've got to try and catch it I didn't get a chance to so it's on my bucket list this week so Uh, yep yep you should definitely definitely watch it Um, so I guess one of the first things we did was we all went to see the movie so we went to a pre-screening firstly to make sure that IBM was in the movie and I'm not going to ruin anything for for those of you who haven't seen it Um, so I'll let you find out what actually happens with IBM (laughs) But it does feature strongly, um, and the women uh, in the movie were working um, with the, with this new technology. So one of the, the first things about the movie was um, IBM was part of part of this you know amazing um, amazing point of time in history and this amazing story in terms of um, powering the technology. And we still are today, so that was very exciting. But the other, of course, exciting thing is the women in diversity. These were there was um, a lot of women who were working at NASA. They were called computers. They were human yeah. computers. That was their job mm. before they were. Computers. They were the human computers. So that was um, really eye-opening for us. None of us knew. And I guess that's why the movie's called Hidden Figures because yeah. their stories weren't shown until now and they played such an important role mm. um, and had these amazing careers in STEM. Um, and so even now, I th- you know, we think we've come such a long way, but have we really? So I think that's one of the things we wanted to take out um, to the audience mm. um, because, I mean, if you look at the statistics, I mean, you know, only one in four um, of graduates in STEM are female, um, um, one in ten engineering students. I mean, yeah. we still have um, low, that bias that, yeah, very, very male dominated. What, what do you think is driving some of that? You know, I mean, what, what, what do you think is making that up? Is it partly to do with our history? Is it, is, it, is it to do with people's attitude towards the career? Is it a perception thing? Like, what do you, what do you think is driving that? Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Um, I think that um, throughout time, we've often um, had uh, male uh, leaders in STEM held mm. up as heroes, but yeah. in very rarely, there are some, of course, but very rarely um, have you heard these stories of women. Mm. Um, so I think that's one of the things. Um, I think that you know there can be um, sometimes, as you say, the gender bias um, that uh, females may, may be pushed towards su- certain subjects. For example, I know when I was at school, um, mm. I'm, I'm probably not a great example because I ended up studying communications, but yeah. um, I was very heavily pushed in um, in the 80s to become a teacher. I didn't want to become a teacher. Yeah. I, you know, I really didn't want that. But I think that you know. Um, Certain genders are pushed towards certain occupations, and I can tell you that none of the males in my school were ever pushed towards being a teacher, no. and that wasn't too far too far um, long ago. Oh, and we and we see the the effect of that in the reverse scenario as well. And in some cases, we don't have enough men in teaching. Yeah, so well, it's interesting, exactly. Isn't it, so yeah, exactly. The other yeah, the the gender bias. But I think also um, the other key message I think from um, this movie is that it's not even um, treating people as groups. It's not treating as women as women or men as men, but actually treating people as individuals and I think that's what we really need to look at and look at everyone's um, Mm. capabilities um, regardless of you know their gender but of course it's all other areas of diversity as well which this this film brings out for sure and I think you've hit the nail on the head it's it's actually about the person and the whole person and what they bring to the table and let's just you know whatever biases uh, restrict people from accessing opportunity you know we've just got to keep working harder and harder to remove those not to make the world a better place for for women or for people of color or for whatever the the categorization might be but for everyone 
that's right. And um, I think in HR, I mean, um, I've often um, heard the line, it's the right person for the right role. And that's what it is all about. It's yeah. um, finding, you know, what people have to contribute to um, different roles, making sure that the brightest minds are um, making the greatest uh, contribution possible, regardless yeah. of who they are. So what, what, what race they are, what gender they are, yeah. what age they are. There's also an age bias and, mm. and things like this yeah. have come out in the movie and, and made us all really think. Um, it was, a, you know, working in marketing, there do tend to be... There do tend to be a lot of females working in marketing. So, again, that's another example of yeah. the reverse gender. And, and uh, HR. And yeah. HR, that's right. Mm. Um, that, that's right. But also, um, it got us all thinking about all sorts of different diversity. Um, mm. And we started thinking, um, and it's the obvious, it's the, it's the gender, but it is the age. I mean, there's a lot of um, mm. age um, stereotypes as well. But some of the most innovative, technical, amazing, talented people um, are much older than you might think. They're yeah. not the twelve-year-old coders. They're no. amazing too, yep. but um, they're the people who have like managed to skill themselves throughout their adapted, lives right? and adapted um, in this time of great technological change and advancement. I, mean, I think with that age bias, you certainly see it at both ends of the spectrum, don't you? I mean, you see t- talented people that are quite young that come up against you know people resisting their advice or their direction because they go, "You're too young. You don't have enough experience to possibly be able to add value." And uh, then you get the opposite end as well, don't you? You get the, actually, are you still relevant because of your age? And that's the same kind of age bias again, isn't it? You know. Yeah, that's right. And it, it even comes down to, um, well, I mean, a, probably maybe a topic that's coming up, um, which I was going to mention in my presentation today, but that's a whole other story. It's around Generation Z, and they're being treated um, mm. as a group as well. But again, you have different examples of, of individuals within this group. Yes, as a group, they tend to be, you know, much more um, advanced with mm. technology. Yes, they tend to, you know, have, you know, for example, we, we've just done a study where they have, um, we've shown the great purchasing power they have, and the influence they have maybe more than ever before this generation yeah. on households and spending patterns. But it is really mm. about um, treating this group as well as individuals um, mm. like everyone. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think there's lots of debate around the whole demographic shifts and what that means for the, the, the nature of the workforce. The reality is demographics are of less importance than technographics in the modern world. So that, that to me that mm. talks to... It's not my age that defines me. It's how I leverage digital and technology and how comfortable I am with that that's actually going to determine in the, in the modern workforce how successful I will be. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. Know, and we t- we're starting to talk at IBM about um, new-collar jobs. So it's not mm. white-collar or blue-collar, <laughs> but it's new-collar. And it's all about mm. yeah how, how much we um, adapt and change and, and adopt this new mm. technology. And that um, that is what will make us um, ready and fit for, for um, the workforce in the future. Oh, great examples. Really good. I, I'm curious, just to sort of um, on the STEM topic that we've been running through, have you got any ideas around... What are some practical things that can, you know the organisations need to be thinking about now, or individuals need to be thinking about now to start tackling the STEM challenge that we have? Well, one of the things we found um, throughout the campaign, um, it's really, really important um, to have the rent, the mentors and the role models. Yeah. Um, and I know that, um, for example, in IBM, we have a really strong mentor program, mm. um, both within IBM, and we're also encar- encouraging, um, well, both male and female, to have mentors outside. Um, and I think for um, women, it's always been important to have those really strong female role models uh, within the um within the technical mm. fields and within the STEM fields mm. to show what is possible um, and also uh, to, to really foster the talent and to help along the way. I know that um, this is something that has always been there, I think, for men because um, it was predominantly men in the workforce for many years.
years and now um, with women coming in, we really need to make sure that programs um, such as mentors and role models um, are really taken out and and that mm. we're talking to women at the early stage of their careers and making mm. sure that they do have different mentors and different types of mentors along the way. Mm. I've been really impressed with um, one media agency in New Zealand that does a, a morning TV show called The AM Show and they've got two female scientists that they bring on and they just share the most amazing stories, you know, just that it's really captivating, it's really interesting to talk to, yeah. really engaging and I just think it's really good that they've opted to say, actually, we'll, we'll bring in some women that have those skills as opposed to bringing men and I, I really think that we need, we need you know, organisations that have the opportunity to influence like that, they have to make that choice. Yep. I think we need them to help with that approach otherwise, you know, you can't just rely on all the individuals. You know, you need you need some of the people that are in the public eye to assist as well. I think. Mm. Yeah, I think so definitely. Um, and uh, we very much at IBM li- like to promote um, the women who have uh, you know done amazing things and achievements. And when we promote them internally, we promote them externally, um, and show them as well-rounded um, individuals who, who work in STEM and have these great careers, which are interesting and which are mm. exciting, which and are dynamic yeah. um, and very very suited to a female workforce. Yeah, and I think some of the barriers too, uh, generally speaking, in terms of workforce force participation um, I think we're getting there with that now which is which has inhibited um, female participation certainly in certain industries as well and that, that just feeds right back down the chain to well if I'm not if the jobs just aren't there for me when I'm in my 30s then I'm not going to go through and study for a degree in, in that particular specialisation you know so I think that's part of the chain as well where we're saying we can now equip individuals to work in the way that suits them best and in doing so we're actually removing some barriers downstream that are stopping people from from making those choices earlier in their careers yeah no absolutely um so making it easier for women throughout all their throughout their career at whatever Mm. stage of their life whatever they're doing whether it's having a family or or so forth um being Mm. able to work and continue their career i think that's really important yeah so it's all part of that bigger picture yeah the bigger picture you can't you can't flip the switch overnight you've got to tackle all these little bits it's almost it's a bit like the big challenges in our world right they they're things that we can't just flick in the same thousand little things need to happen as opposed to one big thing sometimes yeah. And it? it's a societal mm. shift too. We've all yeah. we've all got a part to play yeah. in in that that sort of making making that you know happen over time. I mean, it's, mm. It sounds like you've been really successful at IBM and actually starting to create a focus and a, and a discussion around this topic. And I mean, I'm guessing you know you've had to bring together HR, marketing, comms. You know, had to bring different groups of people together to have that conversation. Absolutely. What's that experience been like? I mean, was that easy? Was it hard? You know. That's a great question. Hmm. So, um, so the first thing that happened, I think, um, so my experience um, in this in this area has been around hidden figures, and that's what's really um, driven a, a lot of what has happened. So, um, the first thing we did was see the movie. So. Everybody sees the movie. Go and see the movie. Yeah. It's so inspirational, and it really does the way that it's done. It makes you feel that anything is possible. Um, so I cleverly invited a lot of people to the movies. Mm. <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, so I invited them along. You're very um, popular there for a period of time. Yeah. <laughs> I was so on a Friday afternoon. We all went to a pre-screening at Fox Studios. It was very exciting. <laughs> so um, so we all went to see the movie, and I think it's like getting that buy-in. It's it, it's yeah. seeing the vision. It's it's seeing what's possible, and I think that's what it, um, got those credits 
juices flowing and, and people mm. really, really excited. Um, and it was when we were brainstorming that we realised that it was actually bigger than marketing and touched so many people and this yeah. was an opportunity for, for HR. And HR were, were absolutely on board. They were so, so excited. Um, so they saw this as a great way to really um, talk to IBMers. It was a great way to lift morale, to create yeah. excitement, um, create a great experience for IBMers. It was something just so unusual and a little mm. bit different. Um, but then also they're really, really excited about um, reaching university students. And when we were talking about the campaign, I mean, there were so many ideas. We could have done so many things and gone in so many different directions. Um, so at one stage we were talking about going out to schools. Do we actually start younger? Do we go out um, yeah. to schools? Do we go out? So there were so many ideas, but um, in the end it came down we had to prioritize we had to we couldn't do everything as much as we wanted to we were limited on budget we were limited on resource it came out of nowhere so everyone was doing it on top of their day job um so we really uh so everyone who was working on the campaign was doing it because they believed in it because they loved it Mm. um so we we started to focus on um some universities in in our key cities which Mm -hmm. is um sydney melbourne uh brisbane and perth is what which is what we did um and so yeah so that that's how we got involved and by working with HR, I found out so many things that I didn't know as well about all the great programs yeah. that are going on with women in STEM and mm, um, and mm. how they recruit. And, and it's been great having those conversations. And even though it was quite new for me, um, I've now kept in touch with my contacts in HR. So it's my networks mm. in HR. And we, you know, I ask about the campaigns. They they send me um, what they're doing for ideas and input. So it's really great it's to quite collaborative. Yeah, start mm. to yeah collaborate and get that diversity of skills um, going across um, HR and marketing. Mm. And I think that, um, look, and I, I'm, I can't speak for all of history, but in the time I've been at IBM and everyone there, it said this is one of the first times that HR and marketing have really collaborated mm. and done it so well together to team out to, to take out an integrated campaign. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome because there's a lot of focus, obviously, on the sales end in these in IT organisations. And I think this is a really great example of collaboration, as you say, between marketing and, and another function in the organisation for the betterment of the whole firm. That's right. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that we did actually take clients out, so that was part of the campaign. Mm-hmm. And it was just an example of how it all worked together. So mm. the IBMers got excited, so they invited their clients, and yeah. we did the university, which was really feel good. So it all worked together. Mm. Um, mm. And it actually got results across all the different areas, which was um, you know, just fantastic, which is mm. what we were hoping for, as well as the ongoing results that we're seeing. Excellent. So yeah. Maybe just for us to, to wrap up quickly, Katie, um, if someone that was listening wanted to go away and, and see some more information about what's happening at IBM around STEM careers or any of this initiative that you've been involved in, is there anything they can go and look up? Is there a video? Is there a link? Is there a web page? Yes, yeah, so there's lots of uh, links and web pages. Um, we've got Facebook sites, um, careers at IBM Australia, um, and, grad- and graduate recruitment programs and on our LinkedIn sites as well. Um, and we've got a number of pages on the IBM website, which has um, links mm. to some amazing resources and particularly about um, opportunities for women in STEM and the programs that we have um, for females in IBM. Great. So, awesome. career site for IBM is a good place to start. Absolutely. But check out LinkedIn. Check, check out, out Facebook. LinkedIn, yeah. check, check out Facebook and check check out Instagram. Hidden Figures IBM, um, ah. and you can see some of the people um, who came to our events as part of the campaign. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, definitely going to watch the movie. Um, heading over his way on the weekend. On Christchurch base. So, he's so got a bit of a trip uh, over. Three and a half hour flight. Let's do it. There'll be plenty of time, Dave. <laughs> you better watch it twice. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Katie. It was great chatting to you. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Katie. so much.